The following program is a paid presentation from Dr. Raj Sinha. The information and opinions expressed herein are solely those of Dr. Raj Sinha and are not the opinions of KNews, Alpha Media, management, or employees. Welcome to the Bone Zone on 94.3 and 104.7 K News. I'm Dr. Raj Sinha from Star Orthopedics and Rancho Mirage, joining you on this lovely weekend. Uh, the weather has been somewhat uh, muggy over the past week, but you know I think we're going to see some clearing coming up here soon. Uh, as you know, the Bone Zone is a relatively new show. We talk a little bit of medicine. Last week we talked sports for the almost the entire time with one of my former co-hosts on a different radio show that I used to do that was all sports. Uh, this week, I'm joined in studio by Coach Tom Flores, recently of the Raiders and the Seahawks. I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on with him, as well as some of his uh, um, things that I've been seeing him uh, for professionally as a doctor. But before I get into that, you know, I like to tell a little story. And I came across a really interesting research article this week. You know, we talk a little bit, we talk a lot about stem cells, and stem cells are exciting because of all the things that are being done in the laboratory. Our ability to use them in clinical settings has been limited by a lot of regulation and things like that. And there's some good things about that. And there's some bad things about that. And I've certainly talked about that before a lot. Um, in the orthopedic realm, what I do as a surgeon, you know, we're basically able to use cells that we take from you, the patient and give back to you in a different location and, and uh, what they call a homologous use, which means you know, similar tissue type use to try to get some pain relief and maybe some tissue regeneration. But in the laboratory, because you're able to manipulate the cells and do a lot of things um, experimentally, we're actually seeing some amazing results. And this is why stem cell researchers get so excited about the clinical possibilities that are out there. So this article that I read was looking at heart attacks. So interestingly, there's something called a stem cell conditioned media. So in a laboratory, when you're growing stem cells in a, in a, in a test tube, so to speak, there has to be a nutrient fluid that the cells receive, and that's called a media. And the, when the cells are living in that media for a while, they secrete out proteins and other chemicals into the media. That media, that fluid, becomes called conditioned media. So in this particular model, what they were doing is they were taking that conditioned media and they were creating heart attacks in pigs. Now, I know there's all kinds of controversy about using animals for uh, research, but this is for good human research. And so they created a heart attack in a pig, and then they treated that pig, These actually 17 of them, they treated these pigs with this conditioned media from the stem cells, the same stem cells that I use clinically, and they were able to reduce the damage to the tissue by 60% simply by injecting it into the vein. So, you know, currently if you have a heart attack and you show up in the emergency room, the first thing we do is give you aspirin because aspirin has been shown to thin the blood and thereby 
decrease some of the clotting that's occurring in the heart that's causing the heart attack. So this conditioned media not only prevents the clotting from occurring, but it actually stimulates blood flow and causes what's called reperfusion, meaning new blood coming into the area of the heart muscle where the blood was cut off. And as a result, the overall damage was reduced by 60%. So that's pretty amazing. And, and that's actually a pretty doable thing in clinical um, care, I think, relatively soon. Because if we understand what the molecules are that the conditioned media has that are creating that ability, then we can actually purify those model, model uh, those molecules, and we have the ability to reverse engineer them right now. So we can actually make more of that particular protein and have it available. So just like when you show up in the emergency room and you get an aspirin, they'll give you an aspirin, they'll give you an injection of this molecule. And the researchers have some idea what it is, but they haven't fully identified it because they think it's more than one and they work uh, synergistically, meaning they work together to get that benefit. So I thought that was a really exciting article because this is the potential of stem cell research that we see and why everybody gets so excited about what can be done for humans, whether it's in something like heart attack or Alzheimer's disease or in my realm, like regrowing cartilage and reversing arthritis. So you're listening to The Bone Zone on 94.3-1047 KNews. I'd like to turn to my guest who's in studio, Coach Tom Flores. Welcome to The Bone Zone. Ah, it's a pleasure to be here uh, and to see you other than uh, medically when I have to come in because <laughs> I have a I have an ache here and there. And, and at my age, there are lots of aches. <laughs> well, I definitely want to get into that because we have been using some regenerative medicine technologies for you that have been working. Mm -hmm. Some have worked better than others. So I want you to share the warts as well as the uh, the wins. Uh, before, but before we get into that, you've recently been, you know, uh, the radio vo voice of the Raiders for a mm -hmm. long time, and you're moving into a more of a PR role this summer. Can you tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about that? Well, I've been doing the radio for 21 years with Greg Papa, and uh, and the and they decided to make a change to make some changes. Greg is no longer the play-by-play -play guy, and because of that, uh, I was uh, I'm going to move out of the booth. They're, they're getting ready for Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. They hired uh, Brett Musburger. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, could be, but uh, hopefully it works out well for them. Uh, but Brett lives in Vegas, and he knows Vegas well. So I'm sure that's one of the reasons that they hired him to do the play-by-play. -play. And then uh, Lincoln Kennedy, who was uh, with us uh, the last three years on the field, uh, did a marvelous job down there. He's moving up into the booth. And he's a younger guy, a different energy uh, level, and... Um, and like I said, I think they're working for Vegas, um, looking forward to Vegas. I'm going to be doing other stuff uh, with, you know, game day stuff and uh, National uh, Hispanic Month. I'll be mm -hmm. doing some promo, promo stuff. So I'll still be with the organization. I'll still travel with them when I choose. The only one I'm glad I'm not going on is the London trip because <laughs> that is a killer when you when you fly back there and fly back. Uh, all in one time, and that's that's not. I wasn't looking forward to that, but uh, it's something new. I'm I'm a little uh, nervous about it because uh, I've been doing radio for 21 years, and radio for me, Doc, was easy because all I had to do was look at the game and then tell them what I was seeing. Exactly. And I've been doing that all my life as a football player and as a coach, <laughs> so it was very easy for me. Yeah, I can I can certainly imagine that, and I guess it's it it it's. Whenever, whenever it's your realm, that's really what happens. It becomes so comfortable and so second nature. How do you think John Gruden's going to do for the Raiders this year? Well, I hope he does well. You know, he's been gone a long time. When I when I left coaching uh, with the Raiders in L.A., 
Uh, I took a year off, and then I went up to, to Seattle as a uh, president and general manager for three years. And then uh, I decided to go back on the field. The owners wanted me to go back on the field, so we had made a change with the head coach, and uh, I, I went on back on the field for three years. But having been off the field, you lose a little bit of the timing, uh, the speed of the game. Uh, uh, you got to catch up with that. The football part uh, is, hasn't changed that much. You still know that, what's going on there. But uh, it is different, and John's been gone quite a bit, and so he'll – have to learn, uh, you know, by, or have to get back into the groove of calling plays. And uh, my understanding, he, he will be calling the offensive plays. And uh, he's a very high-energy guy, so I'm hoping he does well, and I'm hoping they do well. Yeah, nine years is a long time. I was thinking about other coaches who've taken big breaks and how successful they've been coming back. So the, the one that jumped to my mind right off the bat was Joe Gibbs, who was gone for, I think, almost a decade working on his racing team, and he came back for the Redskins, and that was not as successful as his first tenure with the Redskins. No, it, it, mine wasn't. You know, when, when I came back with the Seahawks, mine was not very successful at all because we had a lot of work to do. We had to rebuild the team because that was one of the reasons that we had to let the, the, the coach that was there at the time go. And uh, it was time to make a change, and it was time to, unfortunately, get rid of some of the players that had been there too long. You have to be careful Al Davis told me that a long time ago. He said, the same guys that help you win, if you keep them too long, will help you lose. It's a sad thing to say, but it's reality in the sports world. Yeah, I mean, loyalty does not always get rewarded in that scenario. No, it doesn't, no. You know, I, um, last week we were talking about just training camps being seemingly more brutal this year. You know, back when you were coaching in training camp, first of all, training camp was longer, but you also had, I think, two and three sessions a day on the field, and now the guys are only on the field for one session a day. And, you know, certainly the the players who have locked in starting jobs, they, they don't need training camp as much. They need to get a little bit of their timing back, et cetera, fine. But the younger players who are trying to make, you know, make the team, this is their opportunity, and now they only have two hours a day to show their opportunity. So we're seeing a lot of sort of, you know, non-football injuries, sort of overuse injuries and things like that. Was that ever a problem when you were doing two and three sessions a day on the field? No, well, injuries are always a factor, uh, and you have to make sure that you, you you don't overwork your players, but you also have to make sure that you'd work them enough to get them ready for the, the real live games uh, where the intensity goes up tremendously. Uh, you know, the veterans know how to pace themselves during the preseason. Coaches know how to pace them. Rookies don't know how to pace themselves. Right. They just go out there and just go all out uh, because they know that they don't have time. Uh, they don't have a history. Uh, they have to prove that they can play right away other than the high-drafted guys that, that you know they're or they, they should be better because you drafted them higher. Um but you're right, the hitting, the, the contact that is limited, uh, even during the season, the contact, you can only wear pads 14 days during the regular season. 14 days. There are 16 games. <laughs> so you can't even put on pads uh, for two of the games that you play. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, and, and how can you practice certain things without shoulder pads? Uh, right. That right there is open to injury because offensive linemen and defensive linemen, pads or no pads, they're going to bang into each other. Absolutely. And sometimes I used to cringe when I took the pads off because <laughs> the competitor spirit is still there. I tell you, it's, it's fun to be around, but I tell you, it's it's a very physical game played by 
guys, big guys in big bodies that can run really fast. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to take our first break here. You're listening to The Bone Zone on 94.3, 104.7 K News.